Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by the gladiator of the geeks, Riley Shepard. So thanks for joining us today, Riley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So um, you are one of the, you know, a handful of wrestlers that I have had on my show that I've seen wrestle live. And I have to say that your matches have been amazing, especially the last two that I've seen with Lady Frost lately. They were definitely five star matches. And I definitely want to talk about that, you know, here on the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, those matches were so much fun. And yeah, uh, probably want to they're in like my top 10 for sure, especially the no holds barred. I really enjoyed that one. It's the first time I ever did something like that. So it was really cool. It was, it was amazing. Like, I guess we'll might as well just get started with that. Like <laughs> it, like that, it was cold out. It was, you know, late October, you know, it was, you know, later in the night and you literally had an ice bucket poured on you. Just like, I, I know you're wrestling. So obviously you're a little bit warmer than you know everyone else, but still like you're having a whole bunch of ice being poured on you. How did that feel? <laughs> cold <laughs> freezing cold um i don't know if anyone's ever done an ice bucket challenge like that it was a trend i don't know like five years ago or any something uh it's exactly like that except in october so it's even colder and i don't know i i was shivering i could feel myself like convulsing as she did her moonsault which i later saw i was like too busy shivering uh, but it, it definitely, I'm not someone who likes cold to begin with. So it definitely was a shock to the system where it kind of just, as soon as she dumps it over her head, the breath got knocked out of me and shock is just, <gasps> okay, <laughs> can't move for a second, need to be frozen, literally frozen. So yeah, that was a cool experience. Exactly. No pun, pun intended. The one part that really kind of like impressed me was like just the courage to even do that because after she had put the bucket on your head, she kicked the bucket and I'm like thinking like one wrong angle, one wrong move, she can kick the bucket the wrong way and it could, you know, potentially like injure you like it was like the thought of potentially something going wrong. Did that go through your head at all during that part? Because you, you had to be really fearless to do that. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, no, I think every time we step into the ring, there's that little voice in the back of the head saying, oh, okay, something could go wrong. There's a possibility something could happen and you could be injured. Like every time we step into the ring, we know that there's that possibility. And I've had it before in the past where I have got severely injured in the match. So it's not, it wouldn't have been the first time, but we know going into it, we know what we sign up for. We know that we're going to be banged up and bruised up. And hopefully that's the majority of what we walk away with. Uh, but yeah, it, it was never really a thought besides that voice that's always there but mm. other than that no <laughs> okay yeah i know i would have been too scared to, to be honest with you like I, I get really paranoid you know doing certain things but yeah because i know i think it was the the match in september that you had with lady frost i think she actually did like hurt herself i think doing the flip thing on the outside of the ring because i remember after the match she was like limping to the her merch table so like you know once again like anything could happen in the match but yeah. yeah those matches were great um i definitely got good videos i i had like the perfect view like i'm sure you saw the video that i recorded but like the perfect view of lady frost doing the you know moonsault on top of you so so pretty I didn't know obviously I didn't realize while we were in the match how pretty it was and so watching it back later and I love the fact that she does this pretty moonsault onto me 
And then I'm just like, no, and put her through the door. There's nothing pretty about that. <laughs> Forget your pretty stuff. You're going through a door. It was, it was so cool. And I, I really enjoyed it a lot. She, she is a very, very, very tough competitor. And anytime I share the ring with her, I, I feel very honored. And I'm very, even though she has a bit of an attitude problem sometimes, I'm very respectful to her, her skill and all of the things that she's able to do. And I'm in awe of a lot of the things she does. So yeah definitely <laughs> oh yeah absolutely she's extremely talented and I, I think she's only been doing this for like two or three years maybe I think she, her rookie year was 2018 I think or I could be wrong but yeah I feel like you two just in general just go really well in the ring you both have similar styles it seems like both hard-hitting physical it, it really meshed well and I really want to see a part three I hope that at maybe the next goddess is war we get a part three it just it makes sense to do the trilogy but we'll see out into the universe, right? I'm I'm up for anything. I'm up for facing her again. I'm facing Vicious Vicky this weekend for her shiny. I'm up for taking Mimi to task because she's talking a lot of crap about how she deserves the shiny. So really, literally anyone you want to throw in the ring against me, male, female, non-binary, I don't care at this point, just fight everyone. <laughs> fight everyone, exactly. So yes. as of right now, who is, if you have one, who is your most desired opponent that you really want to step in the ring with that you have not yet done? Um, I've, I've said this for a while. Kimberly is definitely someone who I'd love to do uh, face. She and I feel like, I feel like we have very similar personalities where she, she does a lot of the, the Princess Zelda type stuff, which is very up in my alley. Um, and she's just a phenomenal wrestler, like hands down. She's been a phenomenal wrestler. She's been holding down the indie scene. I know she went into NXT for a bit, but she's been doing her thing for, oh God, like a decade or more. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to face her for sure. Yeah, I think that would be a really good match. She also kind of gives me those vibes that, you know, you two would just work really well together. I, I see the similarity in the, the in-ring styles and stuff like that. So that would be really fun. It, it is a shame that, you know, um, she wasn't in NXT. I don't, I don't think maybe like a year or something like that. I was really excited to just see her do a little more, but you know, that's just how the business is sometimes. But she's great, very talented. I think she's done stuff in Impact as well, I think. Or I could be wrong. Yeah, her her and Deanna from Team Adams, hashtag Team Adams. Um, they're whole yeah, they're freaking killing it in impact and just a force to be reckoned with. So that's the other like I see her on impact doing all these things, and it just makes me want to face her even more. So she's still still a force to be reckoned with, even though she's not an NXT impact, she's just killing it. Exactly. Like when it comes to wrestling, it doesn't matter where you're wrestling. If you're good, you're good. You know, like that's just exactly. how it is. You don't need to be in WWE to be considered the greatest or anything like that. Like that's just not how it works, you know. Right. Yeah. And especially with so many platforms between WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, there's so many. I love that there's so many more platforms to be able to compete with each other and give opportunities for people who are coming up on the indie scene it's really cool to be able to see that there's different journeys and different paths for everyone and and not everyone has to have that same path and be a good wrestler um you you take your journey wherever it needs to go and you kill it wherever you go 
Exactly. And if you're, you know, if the main goal is to get the WWE, there's different ways to get noticed by WWE now. Cause I know like um, AEW on their, you know, dark, you know, they have a lot of indie wrestlers and, you know, obviously when they get that opportunity there, it helps, you know, shine a bigger spotlight on them, which could open up, you know, the door to go in the dynamite or impact or WWE or anything like that. So there's just definitely so many opportunities, especially with like streaming, like even a lot of indie promotions are doing streaming, yeah. which is allowing you to get more known, you know, around the world because before streaming was really a thing, you know, it was more of a word to mouth or someone just came across you on YouTube or Twitter or something like that. Yeah. But so there's so many opportunities now, like, and everything. So I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the silver lining of COVID uh, that we can take away is so many of these indie promotions realized in order to survive because you couldn't have the live crowds, you had to go the technological way of streaming. So yeah, luckily for us, that means more people get to see us, more eyes on us, not just in like for me, the tri-state area of the people who traveled there, now it can be streamed all over. So yeah, I think that's a really good silver lining of what happened with COVID of, of forcing people out of their comfort zones and out of the boxes that they just the status quo. So that it helps a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as horrible as a thing as COVID was like it did like, introduce people to technology like a lot of people did not know what zoom was before COVID, and everyone knows who zoom is i mean people are having birthday parties on zoom and all these watch parties wrestling and stuff like that like it's it really kind of pushed us to the future a little bit more which uh, you know uh, isn't a bad thing it just i just under the circumstances it kind of sucks but you know it it, yeah it, it really taught people how to you know run a business and do things a different ways. And I think that's pretty cool. Right. And, and I think it taught a lot of wrestlers and a, rest, a lot of wrestler wrestling promotions to adapt. Like those who survive, you have to adapt. And that's exactly what everyone tried to do. Um, and, and the ones who are still around are the ones who were able to adapt the best though. Exactly. That's how, how it's always been in any kind of business. Like you have to adapt. I mean, like I'll, I'll use Blockbuster as an example. They did not adapt, you know, streaming no. became the big thing and people just did not want to fit, go physically and buy a, a movie or something like that. And it's funny because I don't know if you've heard, but like I saw this on YouTube, but supposedly um, Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix and they kind of like laughed them out of the office. <laughs> it was like, who's laughing oh, now? Boy. So I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, like kicking themselves. <laughs> exactly. Like you got to, you know, keep up with technology and keep up with the time, you know, or, you know, you will fall behind. Yeah, exactly. Very true. <laughs> so um, now a really exciting question that I have for you. So you are known as the gladi- gladiator of the geeks. You have like a medieval mm-hmm. gimmick character, you know, you come out with a sword. I think that's really dope um where did the inspiration to that character come from so the inspiration for the character herself it's literally just me (laughs) in a sword and armor um I've always been a very big sci-fi geek I've always read books like uh Lord of the Rings Harry Potter 
goosebumps, anything in the sci-fi realm was kind of where all of that started. And so as I was getting older, it, it just grew. My love for sci- all things sci-fi started including movies and TV and video games and everything like that. So one of my favorite video game series is Dragon Age, which is an RPG, which is a very medieval-y type you know, video game. And I also used to LARP a lot which also uh, it's was in South Jersey, but it was where Mystic Realms Evermore, where I'm built out of is actually where I used to LARP. So I've, I've kind of just taken pieces of literally me and just amped it up and the, the leather armor that I have. I love Ren Fairs. I went to the New York Renaissance Fair and the leather maker makes armor, makes gauntlets and everything. And I walked up and I said, hi, I'm a pro wrestler. Can you make me armor? <laughs> And it was just me, the fact that I completely love Ren Fairs. That's something that I, last year was literally the first time in 15 years I've missed going to the Ren Fair because I absolutely adore it. So all of this kind of culminated into, I knew what I wanted to stand for, which for me was, I wanted to stand for the silent or people who felt like they didn't have a voice, people who felt like they were outcasts or a geek or, or things like that because I wanted to create that space within wrestling because so many of us are geeks. We're just geeks. Like wrestlers themselves are, are LARPers essentially. So I wanted to create that space of, okay, you can do anything set your mind to, including completely beating up this humongous person. <laughs> Even though you're a geek and you're a little awkward, you can do it. So that's that's kind of everything I knew right from get-go, what I wanted to do. And then the name actually came from my partner who I, I don't know how, he's in marketing and he just came up with Gladiator and Geeks. I knew I wanted Geek. He came up with Gladiator and it just kind of married together. So. Yeah, exactly. The name just fits into everything like perfectly yeah. well. And it's actually like really weird. Like I really do like the Renaissance Festival, but it's never something I've really done too often. Like I went two years ago for the first time since I was little and I'm just I'm thinking like why don't I do this more often like this is really fun I mean it's always pricey I'll be honest with you like it's not cheap (laughs) buying stuff there but it's always such a fun experience and I and I do really like the medieval like kind of theme and stuff like that but um I, I am you know I am a big gamer and I've never gotten into Dragon Age I've heard so many good things about it but I've never really been like a big RGB kind of person like I, I would probably say yeah. like Fallout 3 was the one I really played the most when it comes to RG RP3 games and all that but um I, I I've been told so many times like you need to check out this game you know I'm like I don't really like those kind of games you know because it they're very long they're very long yeah I it's, don't have it's very story involved and and like as someone uh who I grew up reading books I got grounded a lot they would ground me from my Game Boy I wasn't allowed to play Zelda or Pokemon when I was younger so all I really had was my books so for me storytelling has always been like my escape to be able to go into these books and now the video games with Dragon Age or Skyrim or uh, Mass Effect, things like that. Just that story is what I get involved. I play on on easy or casual because I'm not I'm not a good gamer. I just really enjoy the game. I I love the game itself. I love the story that you tell. I love being able to make choices um, and it affecting the game. But yeah, if you're not into that sort of drawn out story, I can understand if you'd rather play other games than that. 
Yeah, it's like I like games like that. It's just more so just the time kind of thing. Like I, I, I'm typically like a really busy person, so it's hard to mm-hmm. dedicate. Like I have um, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'm sure you know, very long game. And I played a few hours of it when it first came out, and I haven't touched it in like almost two years. And it's not because I don't want to; it's just because I know the time and dedication will take the really go through the game and I'm just like do I really want to do that like or, or I'll, I'll just play Resident <laughs> Evil 3 this it'll take me three hours to beat the campaign you know like that's the kind of person I typically am but I you know I do enjoy those kind of games it's just like I said it's just kind of like making the time for it. it's always been like the biggest challenge for me oh yeah for sure it, and it does it's it eats up your life <laughs> but I, I so when I first started playing Dragon Age or Mass Effect I actually used to work night shift um, as a dispatcher and then a police officer. So I would, on my days off, I would stay up overnight and what, like, there's nothing else for you to do overnight. Everything's closed. So I would stay up playing video games. And that's kind of how I put in the time because I mean, I couldn't go to sleep. I had to stick to the same schedule. Otherwise I'd be all messed up (laughs) for work. So yeah, I, I can completely get why most people wouldn't be able to put those hours in, but there was a time period where I was working overnight at my job for like a year and I did the same thing my days off I stayed up all night to keep the sleep schedule going mm-hmm. and at that time I was playing the crap out of Grand Theft Auto 5 like I was doing all those little side missions like finding all the UFO parts and stuff like that so that was <laughs> so I totally get where you're coming from there but you mentioned Mass Effect and I am a big yeah. Mass Effect fan uh, I did not play a drama though because it just I couldn't get into that one but are you getting legendary yeah. when the legendary edition when it comes out? I think next month. Maybe. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so excited. Um, so my birthday is actually May 16th. So my birthday present to myself is to get the remastered games. I'm actually going to be playing them on Twitch, which I have been told many times that I should stream on Twitch and I just kind of haven't done it because as much as I like games, like I said, I'm not good at them. <laughs> I just play them because I really, really love them. Um, but I'm going to bite the bullet. I've played Mass Effect before. Uh, I kind of know what I'm getting into, at least this time. People can laugh at how bad my aim is, but I don't care. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to be able to explore because, like, Garrus is my favorite character. And I, I really can't wait to be able to replay everything and go through and remember, because I, I feel like a lot of these games are kind of like wrestling where there's these little moments that you kind of, you remember, but as it goes on, you're like, oh yeah, that was so good. And it kind of are the moments that give you chills. And I think Mass Effect did a really good job of doing, of having those moments here or there. And I can't wait to be able to play through it all again. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually, because I, I play the second one still here and there, you know, every now and then, because it, it's my favorite game of all time. And I, I I, have a save point where at the very, like the last mission, which is like my favorite mission out of every game po- possible. And just that part where um, Samara has like that force field thing to protect them from all those little bat thingies that are trying to, you know, get in. Like when she, at the very end, when she's starting to wear down and she's kind of like still pushing that, that part gives me like chills. Like, and she's my favorite character from the Mass Effect game. Um, Samara, I really like her a lot. I like Tali a lot as well. Tali, oh my gosh, induction port is all I have to say. 
<laughs> induction board. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, and and that's the cool thing about those games is they have such dramatic points, but then they also have the comedic ones of like in Tally getting drunk through mm-hmm. a straw because her suit wouldn't let her before. So yeah, I I really can't wait for that, and um, I really love the storyline with Legion and how people because he's a droid that they don't expect him to have him they i'm not quite sure uh they don't expect legion to have emotions or feelings and then to come out and say no this is greatly affecting me and the you know all the other droids that are with me it's really cool and i really can't wait to replay everything in a month yeah me too it feels like during the the most recent era of video games like the ps4 it seemed like i caught myself playing more like remastered versions of games than like the actual newer ones that are coming out and i've been like i've been waiting for like the longest time like why aren't they remastering mass effect like these were such great games like they're doing they're remaking this and that but why not mass effect so this is like a dream come true like I because it gives me an excuse to like do trophy hunting again and stuff like this i'm a a trophy hunter like i love you know doing those little side okay and um i i was addicted uh, to doing it achievement on, unlocked achievement <laughs> unlocked yeah um the 360 i had when i was in high school and that was like such an addic- addiction like every time that little thing would pop up i would always get really excited like i felt like i did something and i like it because it makes you it gives you more reason to play the game versus just okay i beat the story what now like it makes me okay well if i do this right. or if i beat it on the harder difficulty i get these extra points i think that's pretty cool to show off and stuff like that to your online friends right yeah, instead of just being a very line- linear path, it's good to be able to branch off and then come back to the main storyline if you want to do that. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, now for my next question. Now, this is typically the question that I ask first in my interviews, but I know we kind of just got carried away with the Lady Frost match and stuff Tangent. like that. But, um, <laughs> so what was your original inspiration to wanting to become a professional wrestler? I absolutely uh, love telling the story, actually. <laughs> my (laughs) my brother-in-law uh invited my partner to go to wrestlemania 29 in new jersey and they didn't get me a ticket to go so i spitefully started watching nxt (laughs) and it was when the four horsewomen were coming up charlotte becky bailey and sasha so they were coming up as i literally started watching nxt i don't have Unfortunately, I didn't watch it when I was younger. Literally, the reason why I started was because I was spiteful (laughs) to start watching wrestling. Oh, you're not going to take me to WrestleMania? Fine, I'll show you. And then as I started watching NXT with the Four Horsewomen, I just really, really fell in love with it. And the moment that I was kind of this light bulb moment of I need to be in this in any way possible was Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for takeover in 2015 that whole entire match but not even the match itself the emotion that was drawn from the crowd Becky lost and they still sang her entrance song as she's sitting just holding her arm in in the ring and it was just that moment that I went I need to be part of this and ever since then I I started looking up training schools and what the first one uh, that I went to try out at was Monster Factory 
And with Danny Cage, who showed me the facilities, let me take my first bumps in the ring and went, okay, do you want to do this? Yes. (laughs) A thousand times. Yes. So yeah, the the rest was history from then on. I ended up actually quitting my job as a police officer and pursued wrestling full force. Oh, wow. So I didn't know you do it like that's your actual primary thing, because I know a lot of, you know, wrestlers kind of like they have their job, but then they do wrestling. So this is like 100 percent like your thing now. It it is. I I actually am now a part time. I I work part time at a domestic violence and sexual assault hotline and safe house. So I do that as well. Um, But policing, it wasn't really possible with the schedule for policing because we got mandated a lot or called in for things. And I needed to be consistent with training um, because when I first started training, I was 28. So I had a lot of time in my eyes to make up and start proving myself. So I knew I wasn't going to be able to do the training schedule with the policing schedule. And at the time I was falling out of love with policing as well. So it was kind of the moment of, okay, I left policing, started training, and I actually finally finished my degree, which took me 11 years, but I finished it because I left policing to, to train at wrestling. So that was what I focused on. And then now I have my domestic violence and sexual assault safe house. Yep. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I know policing like that does take up a lot of time. I had a friend who went through the training and I remember him, like we were all out to dinner one time and he was just like, I don't know if I could do this. Like he was just telling me how like, it's like boot camp basically. And mm-hmm. ever since, you know, he, you know, actually became a police officer. We never see him anymore. Like, you know, we have not hung out with him since like he's, you know, busy, 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 you know, so it's, it is definitely a crazy job and it, it, a lot of hours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But going back to that Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks match at TakeOver, that is one of my favorite matches of all time. That's actually my favorite Becky Lynch met, match ever. Um, It upsets me that no one really talks about that match. You know, they, you know, when they talk about some of the greatest women matches, they, they talk about, you know, Bailey and Sasha at TakeOver Brooklyn, which I do think is the greatest. Was amazing. Match, yeah. You know, yes. Um, But a lot of people just don't really talk about that Becky and Sasha match enough. And that that was like at the time when I saw that, I was like, this is the greatest match ever. This is so great. Because, you know, like you said, it was very emotional. Like, And it was a yeah. great story leading up to that. They were, you know, they had their alliance. I miss heel Becky, by mm-hmm. the way. Like, I've always loved Becky as a heel. It, it when when they uh when she got hot in uh what was it like 2018 um they turned her or I think they turned her face in early 2019 after you know the rumble and stuff like that but I was like man I was really enjoying that badass Becky with her face all bloodied up and stuff like that like right (laughs) that's that's the one like I love WWE but that's the one like pet peeve I have if they have a heel who gets over they always turn on faces like why can't you just have a heel that everyone loves like we are in the era where people just love the bad guy like you know like I don't know but I feel like at this at this point Becky almost transcends <laughs> a label one way or another with what she like she that like you said I don't remember what year it is but it was pretty much a year and a half she just bawled over everyone and she I feel like she was the number one superstar for that year she was the MVP for sure and yeah it, like you said I don't know why most people don't talk about that takeover match before before um in 2015 with her and Sasha but I think a lot of it was just back then people didn't really 
realize the potential that Becky had. And in that moment, I knew that she was, this was someone who was going to be a force to be reckoned with in WWE. And look, it only took her how many years to prove, to prove was that her point. And I I think a part of that was, um, it's always kind of been, in my eyes, it felt like Charlotte, uh, Bailey and Sasha were kind of the forefront and Becky was over here as like the sidekick or whatever else. Um, and I think that probably fueled her to be like, I am no one sidekick. <laughs> I am the goddamn star of this show. So yeah, I think just seeing that moment to what transpired and what she transformed now, it, it's so cool. Cause for me, that's inspiration of, okay, they keep telling, you no. they keep kind of pushing you to the side. They keep saying you're an underdog. Well, no, prove them wrong and and defy all those doubters. And that's exactly what I try to do and emulate too. Exactly. Because if you're good enough, you know, you will get known and you can rise to the top. Because I remember even Paige said it in the promo, like Becky was the least relevant out of all four of the four horsewomen. And and then she ended up main event in WrestleMania. I just think for her, it was, you know, at, at first, you know, you know, Charlotte is Charlotte, you know, and then um, Sasha was also the other top dog. And I think when they all three went to Raw and SmackDown, Bailey was able to stay in NXT and really be her own superstar. And then Becky just kind of fell, you know, right. you know, so I think that's kind of what happened. But then obviously, like, Becky just finally got her moment and it really took off and I'm really right. happy for her. She goes, no, I'm not falling through the cracks. <laughs> coming at you <laughs> exactly and she like oh i just cannot believe the impact she made in wwe like the main event of wrestlemania that year was supposed to be i heard like ronda rousey and charlotte flair but then becky lynch is like nope i'm coming in here and <laughs> I, this is my spot <laughs> I, I still to this day like i want to see a one-on-one match between becky and ronda because you know i feel like they could have a nice like brawl not not like a wrestling match but a fight like i just i that's what yeah. i really wanted at wrestlemania but I, I, yeah. I understand why they had Charlotte, but you know, I, I still want that one-on-one match. I was actually there for that WrestleMania with uh, my crutch. I don't, I have a picture of me with the crutch staring at the stage and to be able to be there when women main evented WrestleMania for the first time, like utter chills, just uh, the emotions were so high. And even though a lot of people were sad, it was a triple threat for me. It was just that moment of, we're women, we're here to, we're here on the same level as men. And this is our time to shine. This is our spotlight. And the fact that they just freaking ran with it and ended that night on such a good note. Uh, it's just one of my favorite memories for sure. Mine is the whole crutch thing with my ACL, but one of my favorite, one of my favorite wrestling memories as a fan myself uh, to be able to enjoy the women main eventing and then look, what opened the door, like literally kicked down the door for them to keep making history with all of these matches, including like Sasha and Bianca recently, who it was a stunning match and so good. Um, but yeah, that door got kicked down. So it's really cool to see. And it was cool to, to be there live for it. Oh, yeah, because I mean, it, you know, there's only ever going to be, you know, a first time women's WrestleMania match just once. Like you can't do a first time again and you got to be there and witness it. So I have to ask, like, did you have like, like a good seat or did you consider it a good seat or anything? 
well, I got a better seat because I was on crutches. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, you can come over here. Cause I, I literally, they had to put me in a wheelchair um, because I actually got surgery two weeks before on my ACL and I wasn't missing WrestleMania this time. My, my brother-in-law actually got me a ticket for this when I was going. <laughs> so, which is actually who I went with. I went with my brother-in-law, his family and my partner. Um, and yeah, I got a good seat because of my crutches and oh, my wheelchair. Because <laughs> I, I was not missing that for, for even an instant. I didn't care that I could barely walk. I didn't care that I was hobbling on crutches. I was gonna be there. <laughs> And I'm jealous because I've never been to WrestleMania and I hope to go one day. I just, I, I, me and my wife, we've looked up tickets and there's like front row tickets or thousands of dollars. And we're like, well, cause we're, we're one of those people when we go to wrestling events, we want front row. Like I hate mm. people being in front of me and getting in the way. So like, it always has to be front row. So that's kind of like the one thing we're like, we don't want to be all the way in the nosebleed and stuff like that. But I, I think one day I'm going to make it happen. I definitely want to go to like the access and stuff like that. Cause those always look fun. Oh yeah, that would be, I've never done that. I've only done WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, I, I get you. We, we definitely didn't have front row seats, but it still was really cool from where we were. We weren't nosebleeds. We were kind of mid, um, but yeah, you definitely, if you're, if you're able to do it, the energy from WrestleMania is just nothing equalizes it at all. Like that nothing compares. So, uh, yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Um, so now, um, so typically, for the last question, I like to end it asking what would be your WrestleMania dream match, but I'm assuming it would be Kimberly. I think you kind of answered that earlier. Uh, it would actually be Becky Lynch. Oh, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Okay. So yeah. yeah, Becky Lynch and Riley Shepard main event. And if you were to do that match, what kind of stipulation would you pick if you were to want a stipulation? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like stipulations really are they're only for like a feud so if it's a if it's a one-off I just want a regular a normal match but if it's a if it's the storyline and a feud I think no holds barred would would have been my favorite because just because it was so much fun with Lady Frost just to be able to use my sword that was the first time I've ever used my sword in a match which is hilarious to me because I use it for LARPing, but I've never used it in a match. I carry it to the ring and it goes, it, you, you can't hit people with it. You're not allowed to. It's a foreign exactly. object, but no holds barred. You do you <laughs> All bets are off. So Lady Frost was the first person who ever had got to feel the wrath of Asparachius. <laughs> so I, I'd love to be able to maybe uh, have the wrath of Asparachius against Becky Lynch. <laughs> so I have to ask and just, and I hope this doesn't come off as a dumb question, but what is LARPing? Oh, no, that's not, not dumb at all. If you're not from, it's really uh, in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons and car cosplaying. It's pretty much marrying the two together. It's live action role playing. And have you ever seen the movie Role Models? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so is when they basically like kind of reenact like a fight scene with the swords. Yeah, where they all dress up in medieval garb and then they have this huge battle in the field and they're all like throwing lightning bolts and arrows. Uh, that's pretty much what LARPing is. Um, and I, I, when I was LARPing at Mystic Realms, I was actually a dark elf rune caster, 
was what my character was. So you can see where that comes into okay. wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because I've always wanted to do something like that, both like a Star Wars theme, because I actually have a nice lightsaber that I bought. Um, and I'll be honest with you, like, ha- have you ever, are you a Star Wars fan at all? I've watched Star Wars, but I'm not an avid Star Wars fan, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not one of those people who knows all the details. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you remember the battle with Darth Maul against Qui-Gon and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, yes. So you know that that music that was playing in the background during the fight? I will play that song on on my phone and I will get my lightsaber out and I'll be doing like the I do it with the door closed and you know no one's seen my wife like came in there she's like why are you playing that music what is going on in here I'm like I bought this lightsaber and I gotta use it somehow like I'm not just gonna let it sit in the box but I've always like I just wanted to like kind of like do some kind of reenactment there's actually like training school to be a Jedi I, I don't know where it's at but I've seen something like that on Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, like that's you can so cool. Jedi and they like they obviously have fake lightsabers and you do all this stuff, but it seemed pretty cool. And I was like, I would love to do that, but I don't think it's anywhere near where I live. So, but this the whole idea, I think that's really dope. That's how big like the Star Wars universe is. Yeah, it's so, and that's part of the reason why I'm the Gladi of Geeks, is I feel like our geekdoms almost become like a cult. And I, I say this with uh, with love because I'm the same way. I get super obsessed with things like Supernatural or Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, things like once you're a geek, it just it's what you're passionate about. And Star Wars is the same thing. The fact that they have actual training schools, it's so cool to have these spots and these spaces for people to just wholly be a geek wholly embrace their own geek and it's so so cool that it's now cool to be a geek exactly (laughs) i love it (laughs) it's like a a safe place for us geeks to geek out without being judged or anything like that so it's nice that they have these communities and all yeah especially i don't know about you but when i was younger in like middle school it was not cool to be geeky it was not at all we got bullied a lot But now to be able to, like Comic-Con is this huge event that so many people go to. And I think it's just, it's cool that now people are like, oh, you love that? We're not going to make fun of you for loving something so deeply and obsessively. (laughs) So yeah, I, I really love that it's becoming more open for people to be like, I'm a geek and I'm okay with it. And let's gush and geek out together exactly like i you know growing up yes it was not cool to be a geek i mean it was cool to play video games but to be an actual geek no it was not cool um it it does seem to be more acceptable in society nowadays which i think is great people can you know be themselves and i see all these like really cool like you know geeky um hobbies and game rooms and stuff like that people have on youtube and tiktok and stuff like that so i think it's great to be honest with you and i and i'm not ashamed or embarrassed to you know express my geekiness online anymore yes and that's and that's exactly what it is is and what i why i wanted to do it in wrestling is i wanted to create that space for everyone to be like this is a safe space for me to be me for me to be what makes me unique and I'm good and no one can touch me here. So yeah, I, it, it's very exciting to see. 
that there are a lot more geeks than I thought. <laughs> we are a force. We are an entity. We are a legion. <laughs> exactly. Just a lot of people you don't know because when they're out in public, they they look like a normal person. But then, you know, they got that side to them, like behind closed doors. And now people are expressing them more, which is so awesome. Yep. Geek army. <laughs> Yeah. And like that goes with wrestling too. Like I, like I, like 90% of my shirts are wrestling shirts. So people always know I'm a wrestling fan and I, I would, yep. I would, you know, wear my shirts at work and people like, oh, I'm a wrestling fan too. And it's like, you would never know. Cause you know, a lot of wrestling fans, at least in my area, don't really advertise it. Like, which it kind of stinks, but like, I, you know, cause wrestling kind of went through a period where it didn't seem like a people thought it was cool. Like, cause it was cool. Like everyone yeah. loved wrestling in the nineties. Like it was yeah. cool. Everyone liked it. And then it seemed like the PG era came and people kind of like, like, Oh, look at that. You know, Cause John Cena was, you know, representing WWE and he had all the fruity pebble colors and all the kids love John Cena. So it, everyone kind of like looked at it as like a childish thing, but it seems like wrestling is becoming cool again. A lot of people are socially accepting it. And, you know, even like, I have a lot of friends who do not watch wrestling, but they see what I do on my podcast and they're like, that's really cool. Like I see you interviewing all these wrestlers, like seems like people are starting to get like interested in it again. Yeah. And I, I think a big part of that now is it's more inclusive. It's more diverse. There's not just like one flavor fits all it's there between the big stages of WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, and the Indies, there's something out there for everybody. There's the hardcore death matches. There's regular, like, just chaining and, and grappling. It's, I feel like wrestling has realized, or at least I'm hoping it's starting to realize that when you become more inclusive and more diverse, that makes that space for more people to come in and be open and out with the fact that, hey, I'm a wrestling fan. So yeah, it's really cool to see the transition and how things have transformed, I feel, over like the last 10 years. Um, because I know even when I first started dating my partner, he didn't watch wrestling anymore, which is part of the reason why I didn't get to go to WrestleMania because they didn't think I would like it. He had stopped because it got uncool, you know? And he became an adult, I guess, hanging out with wrestlers. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to be able to see that there's something for everybody. And if you just if you just look for it, you'll find it. There's something that you will enjoy and be entertained by. And that's the whole point of wrestling. Exactly. Cause like you said, we, you know, at one point we were kind of like tied down to just one thing. And wrestling has really opened up. I mean, Impact's always been around for a while. And, you know, I feel like WWE kind of opened it up with NXT and then, you know, AEW comes along and there's New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, like even yep. there's so many indie promotions. And um, it's actually funny you brought up like different flavors and stuff like that. Cause when I did an Instagram live with Kai McKenna several months ago, she brought up like ice cream flavors and how like there's different flavor. Every promotion is like a different flavor and, you know, you just have to find yeah. your flavor and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty funny, but yeah, it's so true to at the end of the day. And Kaya is wonderful. Caveat, side caveat. Kaya is totally wonderful and I'd love to face her. We've been in the goddesses locker room together, um, but I haven't gotten in the ring with her. So I'd love to face her too. But yeah, she's not wrong. And I, I, I love the fact that we all get to find pretty much ourselves. And I think that's the big part of wrestling. If you see yourself in someone or you're entertained by someone, it's not wrong. Like, and I think that's where a lot of people kind of get 
embroiled in this, oh, well, this promotion against this promotion. No, guess what? If you enjoy it or someone out there enjoys it, it's not wrong. It's just not your thing. Go find your thing and you'll love it. And that's what wrestling is, is all of us. We're not all alike. We're not all from the same experiences. So wrestling is one of the things that you can find yourself in anything. Exactly. And like, and that's, and you're right. Like when it comes to like wrestling, you may like, you know, this promotion and your friend may like another promotion and that's fine. Like, you know, every promotion is different. Um, there, there seems to be that war on Twitter. Like how dare you, you be a WWE fan? How dare you be an AEW fan? Like, it's just people, like you said, people like what they like for whatever reason. And that's okay. Like I, I tend to like, it all <laughs> and i cannot keep up with it all like i love AEW. i think it's great there's so many hours <laughs> yeah, there's eight, literally there's wrestling on every day now there's raw and then there's exactly. nxt aew impacts thursday and then smackdown they're five days a week and that's not even include AEW dark and that other new show that they had and then um two of five live and once when wow comes back on tv it's gonna be like oh my goodness gracious you know yeah, exactly. There's with the amount of promotions and the amount of hours, and especially with indie streaming now, there is something out there for everyone. You just need to look. And if you don't like this, go to this. And I love that. I love that wrestling isn't black and white. I love that there's shades of gray everywhere. I love that there's something that someone can find resonates with them. And that's why I got into wrestling is it resonated with me. That Becky Lynch entrance song being sang back to her resonated with me. And I, I hope that someone, that everyone gets that moment of chills, my heart. That's what wrestling's all about. Exactly. And, and that's, you know, what it should be about. And I'm glad that, you know, a moment like that really like, you know, got you into where you you know what you're doing now being a professional wrestler like that's like the whole idea is giving you know that moment really sparking something inside of you like hey like I want to do this I want to be a part of that moment I want to you know so and it's crazy like just like the littlest things like that can make the biggest impact on people and really like you know change their life in such a great way and I think that's awesome yeah, for sure. And and we see that on a smaller scale as indie wrestlers too. I know there's people who come to our shows and they'll come up and I still, I haven't quite gotten it into my head that I'm actually impacting people in that sort of way. But anytime, even I have kids, there's a, a kid named Quentin who like, who tried to stand up for me against Darius Carter, who I'm sure if anyone knows Darius Carter, he's a smug, arrogant jerk. And the fact that this little eight-year-old kid, he, Darius went out of the ring and tried to grab a chair to use against me in our match. And Quentin just grabbed the end of the chair to try and stop him. And I'm hope, I hope that moment will live with him for the rest of his life just to have that clash and that feud with Darius. I hope that's a memory that he gets to take with him because I know his dad was the one who told me about it and his dad was so excited and it made an impact on him. So just to be able to hear those stories, to hear that we impacted kids or, or their parents or adults in any sort of way like that, it's, it's really humbling and an honor and it's what wrestling to me is all about. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure like he will carry that on for the rest of his life. I, I mean, I don't know how anyone could forget such a like a impactful moment like that. But yeah, like as an adult, like you all do really, you know, make an impact on me. And like as a fan, like one of the big reasons why I got into indie wrestling is because of like the fan interaction and stuff like that. It's not even just like, oh, watching this great match and seeing you all perform. It's also like the the interaction at the meet and greet tables and stuff like that. Just like all the little things like it's so fun because you really don't get that with like the mainstream wrestling and stuff like that. And like I, I went, when I met you for the first time back in July, like you let me hold your sword for the picture, and I thought that was so cool. Like I'm like, wow, like this is awesome. So it's just like the little things that you all do that you just really make our days, and it it will always like be in our memory. Like I remember every single wrestler that I've ever met, and you know my experience with them. You know, so it's it's always fun. Like that's the thing I always get looked forward to, like going to the merch tables when they're out there and getting to talk to the wrestlers. That's always the funnest part for me. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that makes wrestling unique is there's not a lot of things like in the media when it comes to singers or actors or or things like that. I feel like wrestling kind of blurs the lines a little bit between the wrestlers and the fans where we're interacting so much and we but we love like we love that part of it. I absolutely love having um people come up to my merch table and taking pictures and talking and getting to know you all of why you guys are here and what you guys loved about wrestling. It it's what makes wrestling great. And it's why I love doing what I do. Exactly. And I just, I personally, I can't wait to the next goddesses of war event. So, you know, you know, make more memories and see you all again and just, recapture those moments because obviously you know with COVID there's I don't really see many promotions doing anything indoors and on but it's starting to get warmer I know Titans like you said you're having a match you know Titans is having something soon um I'm just really hoping tomorrow tomorrow oh wow yeah tomorrow yeah (laughs) yeah we have uh Titans I'm actually fighting for the championship the women's uh goddesses of war women's championship tomorrow at Titans and Tom's River so yeah yeah that it'll be an outdoor show, like you said, um, in Tom's River. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's been a bit. Of, it's been since October. Been back. <laughs> Hopefully, no ice this time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm back because I, I, you know, I've never gone to a, an actual Titan show. I, I've always just done the Goddesses of War. Um, I would have probably have gone to the show but we got tickets for a wrestling event in tennessee and we're actually leaving tomorrow morning to go so it's gonna be like a six hour drive um wow. but yeah so I'm, but new jersey like you know we actually had to go to new jersey to watch wrestling because here in maryland they're not doing anything right now they haven't wrestled like mcw hasn't done anything in over a year so i'm glad that we got the experience new jersey now it's going to be a regular thing for us but yeah we'll be going to tennessee tomorrow but i'll definitely be rooting for you though oh thank you yeah i want to i i keep saying riley two shinies because i already have one from rogue women warrior so i want i'm stealing that shiny i'm collecting it it's going to be mine and i'm going to become riley two shinies tomorrow that is out in the universe and i will do it <laughs> that, that would be dope to see you with two titles and that, that was kind of like the trend the 2020 like the double champion kind of theme and that, like hopefully that can carry over the 2021 and you can help you know continue that trend 
collect all the shinies. Not we're not stopping at two. We're collecting them all. Three shinies, four shinies, five shinies. Just keep adding them. Be like Tom Brady. All the shinies. <laughs> all of them. All of them. But um, yeah, Riley, this um, this was a really fun interview. I just have to thank you so much for joining um us today on O Face Wrestling. No, thank you so much for having me. It's a lot of fun, and it's a, it was really cool to talk about what makes us happy about wrestling. I feel like a lot of podcasts don't do that. So thank you for gushing and geeking out with me about wrestling and video games and all of our geekiness. Absolutely. I love if I, if I know a wrestler likes video games, I always make sure I ask some kind of video game related question because I don't necessarily like the interviews to be kind of like that QA, QA, you know, wrestling this, wrestling that, because that's how it actually used to be for me. And I just, I felt like I wasn't doing a good job. And I feel like every interview was kind of like repetitive. So I was like, I need, I need to like, just be myself and just have fun and talk. And I feel like that, you know, makes the better interviews. It's funny how being yourself and embracing what makes you, you makes things better, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it makes the conversation better at the end of the day. Yeah. So, um, Riley, did you want to share your social media so we're all, all the listeners know where to find you at? Yeah, so I am at The Riley Shepherd on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I also have a website, RileyShepherd.com. And if you want any t-shirts, I have, I think, like three or four now. You can go to What a Maneuver and just Google Riley Shepherd. Well, not Google search, <laughs> search <laughs> Riley Shepard on whatamaneuver.com. And that's where you can find all of my shirts. And I will actually be at Titans Championship Wrestling tomorrow in Tom's River fighting for that shiny against Vicky. And then I'll be at Invictus Pro Wrestling. It's my debut next Saturday, the 24th, where I'll be fighting Vicky again and Vanity in a triple threat. So you can come. Both are in New Jersey. Both are outdoors. Both are following CDC guidelines, and then we'll see what happens in May where you can find the Gladiator of the Geeks. I'll, I'll announce it when we get there. And absolutely. Yeah, make sure that um, you all follow her on social media. Check out all these events. Um, I will put all the links in the bio below to the merch and all your social media links. And uh, and I have to say, I saw that you shared all like the your upcoming events, and I saw the one with Vanity. I'm a big Vanity fan, by the way. And I and I thought that was like at the Titans event. I'm like, I am so because I because me and um Charlie we text every now and then, and I've been telling him like book Vanity. I will you know sponsor the match or whatever like that. So I when I thought that was at a Titans <laughs> event, I'm like he really booked her and didn't say anything to me because I would have gotten tickets. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that she comes to Goddesses one day because I really, you know, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I would love to. I, I faced her before at BCW and Warriors of Wrestling. So this is the third promotion that I've gotten to face her. But she, yeah, she is a brawler. She is a fighter. And I really, I can't wait because I, I know the energy that she brings to the ring. And I'm very excited to clash with both her and Vicky at the same time and, and see what happens, see who comes out on top. <laughs> Is it, do you know if it's going to be able to be streamed? I'm actually not sure. I'd have to get back to you on that. I'll, I'll message you if it is. I'm not, I'm actually not quite sure about that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I might actually, <laughs> I don't, when, when is that again? The, the 24th. The 24th. So okay. not, not tomorrow but the following saturday oh man because i really want to go to that but i didn't find out about that until last minute and all like i, I don't know if we'll be able to make it but uh, i definitely want to see about you know potentially being there so i might be there i don't know but we'll see 
I'll cross my fingers that you come, but I understand if it's last minute and you can't. But yes, please, let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll definitely try to. If not, I'm definitely guaranteed going to be at the next Goddesses event. I definitely won't miss that. Cool. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like so. The, once again, thank you so much, Riley, for joining us today on O Face. Um, like I said, fun interview. You know, we got the geek out and everything. You know, I couldn't ask for a better interview. Aww. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode. Just make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you all have a great day. Bye.